You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. Every heartbeat's true for the red and the blue as we sing a song to you. What do we say? Red Legs Radio, the climate, air conditioning, and Paradise Motors Mazda. Hello there, Red and Blue Army. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to Paradise Motors, Mazda and Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar. Our boys did it. We had a little bit of a setback in round 17 against the Dogs, but the Leggies got over the line against Westies. Booked a spot in the elimination final this Saturday afternoon. We take on the Double Blues, 3.20pm. Get your scarves on. Get your beanies on as well. Make the march down to Adelaide Oval, 3.20. We are vying for our season. We need you all aboard. Bit of a different feel, isn't there, come finals time? And I tell you what, there is a bit of a different feel in the SEN studios as well. Uh, We've got a couple of absentees tonight. No Geordie Pake, no Miles Fitzner. We'll be hearing from him a little bit later. So we had to get in some heavy artillery. And I asked around, and we missed them. But... I've got half reasonable replacements anyway. I tell you what, we have got a genuine star of the football club, the 1997 Premiership hero. Big welcome to make his debut on Red Legs Radio, Dale Fleming. Thanks, Hooky. Good to be here, mate. Great to have you on board. And uh, the man at Cooper's Brewery who loves the Coopers more than Glenn and Tim Cooper themselves, uh, the sponsorship manager, Brent BJ Felice. How are you, BJ? Yeah, good, Hooky. Great to be here. And Dale? Fantastic to be with you as well. Thanks for joining us, Beach. Hey, um, we know you're a Coopers man. Are you a Norwood man? I am, yeah, absolutely. Uh, really try and get down to Cooper Stadium three or four times at least a year, hooky, and have seen the uh, seen the boys play uh, play some particularly good footy, especially early in the year, but uh, really hopeful that they can do the job again over the Double Blues come Saturday. What an amazing relationship the club has had with the Coopers Brewery team. You, you, you as a Coopers family and part of the crew there, you must be so proud of that relationship too. We, we are. I mean, we started this uh, this relationship back, or Ken Cooper actually, Glenn, the chairman's father, started this relationship with the Norwood Footy Club back in 1946. So that's 73 years ago. And we've got a, a our current agreement takes us through to 2024. So so, you know, that'll be 78 completed years once this current agreement is uh, is over, which is, if, if it's not the, uh, it's certainly the, the Cooper's longest ever standing sponsorship, Ben and Dale, but if it's not Cooper's longest standing sponsorship, it might even be, uh, you know, South Australian sporting yeah, longest I, sponsorship. I actually think it is. We, we looked at this a while back, uh, Brent, and um, I think it's only... There's only one longer in Australian sport, and that's um, Ford with Geelong Football Club. There you go. So, yeah, 70-odd years, hooky. The family absolutely love it. They, they do 
all support Nord. They try and get down to as many games as they can. And, yeah, we're really proud to uh, to call the uh, the Red Legs at Cooper's Club. Of course, it's called Cooper Stadium, Norwood mm. Oval Cooper Stadium. So, yeah, we certainly take a lot of pride in the Red Legs. Fair to say you've got a few hanger honourers, for want of a better term as well, because your corporate box at on the western side of Cooper Stadium there is absolutely chock-a-bock full every time. Yeah, well patronised. We have a, uh, <laughs> a, a long-standing, long-standing Cooper's employee, Jeff Wilson, who, who loves his Red Legs. So if we, if we can't fill the box, uh, Willie always will, which is... Terrific. Can I just ask what his uh, job description is? Is it pure, purely entertainer? Yeah, entertainer and jack of all trades. <laughs> good, 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 good man, good, good man. No, hey, he's a good man. I tell you, I've got to ask you about. Um, I've noticed a, a purple Cooper's can getting around the place, and I haven't had a crack at it yet. Tell us a bit about it. I'll tell you what, the purple uh, can is absolutely flying. It's called the XBA or the Extra Parlour. And we, uh, we released it into the market on the 6th of August. We've already sold over 11,000 cases of XBA in South Australia, which is over 100,000 litres of beer in three weeks. Absolutely flying. Uh, amazing. We're going to have to move on because we need to start talking about some football. And there was a game at City Master Stadium, Richmond Oval, on Friday night. The, blo- uh, the Bloods... Well, they gave us a good run for our money. We finally got over the line by 18 points. Pretty dare affair after quarter time. Cole Gerloff booting three. Dylan Stevens. Gee, I like the look of this young kid. Uh, he booted two as well. It was all over in the first quarter, pretty much, boys. Dale Fleming, I'm pretty sure you saw the game. You must have been really pleased with what you saw to quarter time. I oh, look, definitely hooky. I think um, if you um, look at it, the first quarter, it showed what we are capable of. And um, you know, after quarter time didn't perhaps perform as well as we would have liked, but I think if we can take that form in the first quarter into the finals, then we'll be a, a good showing. Are you a bit worried about what happened after that? Because it was, I, mean, I think we'd probably tick the box, yep, we're in the elimination final, no drama at all, but it was a pretty disappointing last three quarters, wasn't it? Yeah, look, I don't know if it's disappointing. I think we would have liked to have kept going the way we started. Uh, to, to Westy's credit, you know, they held us, and uh, in the end we only won by 18 points. But look, you know... The season starts again. We're in the finals, and uh, we've shown over the course of the year what we can do. Um, you know, this time we went in the finals, had the first week off. This time we're going in a little bit underdogs, and, and maybe that'll help us. You know, if we can find that form, um, then we can, you know, we can go deep. BJ, I know you know your footy, and this fairly interesting stat came out of this game that uh, six of the top seven, seven possession getters in the match, Westies players, only Louis Johnson sat in there at third. Do you like the fact you see a team that's efficient, or would you prefer to see a side getting more of the footy? Oh, I think you'd always like to see a side get more of the footy hooky. But, yeah, it, it, it does obviously illustrate and highlight efficiency. And, and it really, at, at the end of um, that final siren after after the, after the game, I mean, with the, the legs were, what, three goals up, 18-point winners. What, what were they, five goals up, Flemo, at quarter time? Yeah, around about that. Yeah, yeah five goals up. I mean, they, look, they, they did what they had to do. And it, they had to win the game, didn't they? I mean, South Adelaide had a win, so... The legs had to win the game. They they did the job, and as Dale said, the season now starts again. There's only one stat that matters after all that, isn't there? And that's the one that some bloke on the scoreboard over the other side of the ground is putting up. Eight hey, counts. One of the big guys, and we'll talk about him a little bit uh, after the break when we do our uh, Violia match preview as well. But uh, Sammy Balderstone again, just uh, dominant. 33 hitouts, another really important performance, Dale. Oh, look, he has been important all year for us, and uh, you know, to his credit, he's got himself in good shape. He's rucking beautifully. Um, he really is important for us. And, and this week, 
uh, he'll be up against a, a ruck trio uh, at Sturt, and um, you know he'll be very important for us. And if Sammy can you know get us first look at it, have presence around the ground, and you know continue to give us that first look at stoppages, uh, it'll go a long way to helping us win the game. It's experienced Sam Balderstone against you know the young kid, the 15 gamer Daniel Faye Sparks, who's who's a real talented kid. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. But Sam, I agree, he's just had a, a terrific year. Certainly stripped a lot fitter this year yep. and it's covering the ground well. Yeah, absolutely. A bit of a worry, boys. Uh, he was a late withdrawal from the side uh, on Thursday night. I'm talking about our skipper, Jace Bodie. Uh, ankle injury. Looks like he's pretty much done for the finals now. It would take a miracle for him to get back. Uh, I'll start with you, BJ. Any team that loses its captain, that's got to be a bit of a worry, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a worry. I mean, Jace is an outstanding player across that half-back line. But Matt Panos, I'm sure he'll step up. And, uh, and and lead this uh, this red leg side, which is you know full of experience. I think he'll lead it very very well. So look, uh, of course, sad not to have Jace, but all footy teams have injuries, and you know we've got the depth. I'm sure to cover Jace come Saturday. Yeah, look, you're right, Brent. I, look, I know I can tell you on the inner sanctum, he's still very much around the group. Um, you know, Jace, uh, he knew that his, his ankle wasn't quite right. He wasn't quite ready for finals, and to his credit, he put his hand up and said, "Look, look boys." I can't quite be out there with you, but I'm right alongside you. And he's been great around the club. So if they got through to a grand final, Dale, would he be right? Well, he'll keep himself training and he'll keep rehabilitating and he'll put himself in that position. But I'm sure Jace will know, um, you know when the time comes if he's ready or not. But look, if your captain's ready and he puts his hand up and we would back him all the way if he puts his hand up, I'm sure he'd be right in amongst the selection. He's had trouble with that all year, hasn't he? He's been yeah. in and out of the side. I think he's been spending a bit of time on painkillers just trying to get up for games. So he, he is going to need a rest. That's yeah. one thing we can be absolutely certain of, can't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, you could see he had a little bit of trouble turning and uh, just wasn't quite right. It might have been 90%. And uh, he just felt, you know, at 90%, he couldn't contribute the way he wanted to to the team. So, you know, that's good leadership. He Great. put his hand up, and that's what we need. Yeah, selfless. D- Dale Fleming, BJ Felice, and Ben Hook here in the Red Legs Radio Studio at SEN. Each and every week, we name our best player, and we award them the Barossa Boy Wines Boy of the Week. And with a wonderful performance off the wing, a couple of goals, and uh, some really important touches through the midfield. We have awarded the Barossa Boy Wines Boy of the Week to Dylan Stevens and Dale Fleming. Uh, you must be really impressed with the way this young kid's progressing. Absolutely, uh, hooky, just like the old Barossa Boy Wine. Very, <laughs> very good. Um, you know, 22 disposals, 85% efficiency. A uh, couple of really good goals. You know, I think what we're looking at is an AFL player in the making. I, I can really see that coming yeah. through. Yeah. So, I mean, Cam Tahini was the one that we all thought was going to be the top five guy. And I'm not. This is not a sink on Cam Tahini at all. But my goodness, Dylan Stevens has stepped up in my estimations. Could be a genuine player in the top five to ten of the AFL draft. Mate, absolutely, and can play at both ends of the ground. You know, and the, the supporters love him. The, his teammates love him. He's been great for the team. He's really given us flexibility. So. He's ticking all the boxes. So there we are. Dylan Stevens wins the Barossa Boy Wines Boy of the Week. I tell you what, it's Father's Day on Sunday, and I'm, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I am giving my father a beautiful bottle of top-end Barossa Boy wine. So uh, if uh, anyone's forgotten about their father, it's only in three days' time. Get onto a bottle of Bar- uh, Barossa Boy. Trent Burge, Jessica, uh, the lovely Jessica, the wonderful Trent. They're a great team, and uh, get on board. We're going to talk about 
Uh, the team for Saturday's game, it's in my hot little hand. This is the Norwood lineup that will take the field. 3.20pm, Adelaide Oval versus Sturt, elimination final. Winner goes through, loser goes home for season 2019. We're going to start in the back line. Deep in defence, the BMAC, Brad McKenzie. What a season he's had. Full back, well, Mr. Dependable, Alex Giorgio. And in the other back pocket will be Tommy Forster. Across half back, well, one of the really star intercept marks of the team, Cam Shenton. He's going to start across half back. Michael Talia in the key half back position. And my boy, Zachy Richards, the number one, playing on the other half back flank. Across the centre, Louis Johnson. We know he's going to swing forward from time to time. He'll start on the wing. Mitchie Grigg, that boy in the middle, double McGarry medalist. Uh, and Dylan Stevens, the boy we we're just talking about, he'll be on the other wing. Half forward line, Declan Hamilton. He's been in great form. Cam Ball, looking forward to seeing how the young fella goes in the key forward position. And uh, Dom Barry, whose speed's going to be really important on the other half forward flank. At half forward, it'll be Cole Gerloff, Brady Dorr, Peter Bampton. I tell you what, Cole Gerloff and Peter Bampton have both been in wonderful form this year. And Brady Dorr recovered from his injury. I think he had a bit of a quad strain. Is that right, Dale? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Give, getting a nod from you, that's good enough for me. So Brady Dorr back into the team. That's great to see. On the ball be Sammy Balderstone, Matty Panos, Matty Nunn. And on our interchange bench, we've got five names. We'll drop a couple from there uh, between now and Saturday. It's Mitchie Wilkins, Ed Smart, Rabsy Wilson, Joshy Richards, who has been so impressed. Uh, since coming into the team in the second half of the year. And into the team is Cody Zust as well. Now, I do have the Sturt lineup with you, and they have made one pretty significant change. Rory Illman, the uh, young defender, is out of the side with a hamstring strain. And coming in, well, their 2018 best and fairest. PT Morton medalist Tommy Harms back into the side. Guys, like our team? I'll start with you, BJ. Yeah, I do, absolutely. I, I like a settled side, hooky. And we've beaten Sturt twice this year, but that was really impressive. I got down to Unley three weeks ago. I think it was about three weeks ago anyway, when we beat the Double Blues by 59 points. In awful weather. In, in <laughs> Yeah, in awful weather. But I also think back to that game late last year where we kicked, I think it was 13 goals in the last quarter. We got yep. the run-on. We seem to get run-ons against Sturt, but I really do like our midfield. And I think we've uh, we've beaten them up a couple of times in the midfield with Balderstone that we've mentioned, but, but none, you know, Panos and, of course, Mitch Griggs. So I do like our side, and I'm, I'm fairly confident come Saturday. Yeah, look, I am, and I think you mentioned it, uh, Brent. You know, our midfield and, and our running ability, you know, Stevens, Barry, Nunn, the Richards boys, Hamilton, Wilson and co on the open spaces of yeah. Adelaide Oval. You know, they'll love it. Yeah. Um, so if we can get them clicking into gear, that's going to help. We're going to get our teeth into a preview of the big game, thanks to Veolia, on the other side of a break, which we're heading to now. Uh, it is BJ Felice. I was going to say Miles Fitzner. We're going to hear from him a little bit later on, but it's BJ Felice, Dale Fleming. And Be Red Legs Radio, the climate air conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Red Legs Radio with Hooky Flemo and BJ. We're talking about the big elimination final. Sturt versus Norwood at Adelaide Oval, 3.20 on Saturday afternoon. Thank you to Veolia. If you can't get to the game, well, I tell you what, you just need to tune into SENSA because there'll be a live call of the game. Paul Bonsor, Miles Fitzner and one of the Gowans boys. I could never tell them apart when I looked at them, so I'm not going to try and tell them apart when we're working out who's going to be doing the special comments. Uh, massive game. Uh, last final 
was 2014. We knocked them off by nine points. We went on won the flag. That's mm. just a little bit of an omen like for that. us, maybe, boys. Mm. Uh, we've won the last three versus Sturt. We're 22-21 all-time against the Double Blues at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Norwood, historically, how about this for a stat? 67% record in elimination finals. that have only been going on since 1973. We had a 67% record. Sturt have a 13%. They're mm. one from eight in elimination finals. Haven't won one since 2000. So uh, they mean absolutely nothing, those stats. Let's talk about uh, what's the important parts of the game. I'm interested. I'll start with you, Flemmer. Who do you think is the key man that needs to stand up for the legs on Saturday, Avo? Well, I think um, we've mentioned Sammy before. Um, very important in the ruck. He'll be up against the trio uh, from Sturt. Um, you know, Fahi, Sparks, Reed, and um, Pacello. So, you know, he's going to get a working over. And uh, if he can continue the good form he's had, um, then he'll give them the working over. So that's going to be important all around the ground. You practised all those names so much in the break, and I've still <laughs> I only did, given you about a, about a B minus, I yeah, reckon. I just got there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you think is going to have to stand up for the legs, just, Sir Just really like our midfield. Really like our midfield. As I mentioned earlier before the break, we've, we've beaten up on the Sturt midfield a couple of times. And Balderstone, obviously, to supply Panos, Nung, Grigg, and the likes of Louis Johnson, um, you know, running through the middle. I, I, I do think if we can get on top in the middle, we'll beat Sturt. They're a great inside midfield team, I think. Uh, you know, Kirkwood's very good in really and under. Fun. Same with Aidan Riley, uh, Sammy Colhoun, even James Battersby. So I just want to see us use our speed. I want to see us get the ball outside, get it in the hands of Don Barry, get it in the hands of Dylan Stevens, get it in the hands of Matty Nunn. I mean, Matty Nunn can do some inside work, but some of his uh, explosive work away from contests has just been so impressive. So firm ground on Saturday afternoon. The weather looks good. Adelaide Oval is always going to be a picture, so I reckon that's a real key for us. Who do you think, Flemmo, I'll start with you. Who do you think's the man for the double blues that we need to stop? Uh, look, I think um, you know, Riley and Battersby in the midfield You know, were important to them. I think you mentioned those names, Penfold. We need to be able to stop them and get on top in the midfield early You know, because our boys will thrive on that confidence, give our outside runners you know, first look. But, you know, I've got a big, bit of a sing-out to the back line as well, mate. Mackenzie and Giorgio Shentz down there. Um, very important that they you know, control their forwards, get on top. You know, it's important. All good, all good. Uh, football starts from the back line hooky that's coming from an old full back <laughs> hey, Dale I want to mention Brad McKenzie because he's been Cooper's player sponsor for the last couple of years it'd have to be in the top two or three in the best and fairest he's just been so consistent he has he's, he's had a great year um, you know him and Sammy I think will be right up there um, then you know Nunny's obviously had a yep. great year he's missed a couple of games though so it's going to be an interesting count um, you know Griggy's had another strong year but probably not as strong as last year so I think there's a few in the mix um, but you know as I mentioned some of the boys down the back line I, you know Tails my old number five yep. he's had a good year yep. should be getting more votes down the back line <laughs> uh, I'll have to uh, protest that one but you are, you are very very biased for we're going to have to move on, mate, because uh, it is time to catch up with a young lad who has made his AFL debut. His name is Kay Chandler. He is our Climate Shoot the Breeze uh, interview, thanks to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, and he caught up with Miles Fitzner. Kay, thanks for joining us on Redlegs Radio. No worries. Thanks for having me. Kay, debut, obviously, this year. We'll get to that shortly, but pick 14 in the rookie draft. Mate, you've... Um You've sort of uh, popped up and come from the clouds. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey, sort of coming from the, the Norwood under-18s and, and getting rookied and, and getting to the Ds? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I spent a few years um, at Norwood, uh, coming up through the juniors, moved over to Adelaide from uh, for boarding school, and I uh, was able to play 
played Norwood and then um, last year I played in under-18s and uh, was lucky enough to get picked up um, yeah, from, from Melbourne Footy Club, pick 14 in the rookie draft. And um, yeah, this year I probably wasn't expecting to play and um, we had a few injuries and um, a few things went my way and um, yeah, got the call up. So, Mate, how are you finding the transition from sort of underage football straight into a sort of an AFL club? I know Norwood are very professional about how they go about it, but how are you finding the, you know, running around with the likes of Max Gorn and Clayton Oliver and, and going to the gym with these boys? Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, some days you, you, I still uh, still pinch myself. To be honest, it's um, it's an unbelievable environment, and you're right. It is a it's a massive jump. Um, that's probably the hardest thing I found uh, was just the bigger bodies um, going up against guys that uh, you know, um, like Gorney's height, and um, trying to compete with them uh, was very challenging at the start. But um, yeah, just being in the locker room with those guys every day, I definitely still pinch myself. So have they got you um, smashing the weights and the protein shakes and that a fair bit just to try and bulk up as much as you can? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I reckon I got drafted at about 73 kilo and I reckon I'm about 78 now. So, um, yeah, the, the protein shakes are probably a daily thing. Mate, uh, what about the off-season? What, what are you into this off-season and, and looking forward to getting into next year? Um, I'm not doing a hell of a lot for the for the off season. I'm going to go back home to the farm for a, for a bit of a refresher, and I'll be sticking around Adelaide for a couple of days and see a few schoolmates. Where's the farm, um, mate? The farm's uh, about uh, about fifty kilometres west of of Sojourna on the Eyre Peninsula. Oh, right, right around there too. Yeah, yeah. And so cropping towards the head cro- of the bike. Cropping and sheep. You go sit on a tractor, or do you, uh, you know, drench a few ewes or something like that when you head back there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cropping and cropping and sheep. Uh, I've been tailing a few lambs when I go home, and probably jump on a head of hut come harvest time. So, no, it'd be good to get home and um, help out, old man. Okay, one of the last ones. Simon Goodwin. How's he look, been for your development, and what's he been like as a as a coach there for you? Yeah, Goody's been un- unreal. Um, Obviously, a fellow South Australian, so it's easy to relate on a on a few things. Um, he uh, he's been unbelievable, um, especially with with my development this year. He takes a lot of time and a lot of pride in uh, putting in um, uh, putting in a lot of I suppose laying a foundation for to make some good relationships between uh, the younger boys. Um, and he's he's very uh, he's very professional about it. But then there's a there's a, probably a an element of um, sort of casualness, I suppose you could say. Just you can just walk up to him and ask him anything. Um, but there's definitely that that um, good relationship with him, and, and especially the younger players this year. I wasn't really too sure what to expect, um, but no, he was really on the front foot early, and uh, he's been massive for my development. Mate, the debut will be my last question, and I'll let you go. I know you've got to go, but uh, the debut against Sydney. Just tell us what it was like. Oh, I can't even believe it's happened. Right now, to be honest, um, <laughs> I, well, it was unbelievable, and just having my family uh, there. Um, but I'll, I'll definitely never forget uh, running under the banner with the boys. It was, it was the best feeling I've ever had, and probably the uh, happiest day of my life, I reckon. Okay, mate, you're an absolute star. Hopefully, the career all goes well, and you get some more games under your belt. Uh, thanks for joining us on Redlegs Radio. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me.
There we are, Kate Simpson there with Miles Fitzner. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Our Twitter poll, thanks to Paradise Motors Mazda. Very simply this week was who will play in the first semi-final next weekend. You had to pick a winner from the elimination. You had to pick a loser from the first semi. Uh, Norwood and Crows will play in the first semi-final next week, according to the majority of you. Very quickly, boys, a tip, Norwood and Sturt? Yeah, I agree. Nor- Norwood to beat Sturt, and I think uh, Port Adelaide a bit Adelaide. Uh, thanks, BJ, and you, Flemo? Same here. Norwood to play uh, Crows next week. So there you have it. Well, we've really loved the show. Bit of a different feel with uh, the two boys off the interchange bench, but we really appreciate your company. Hope to see you at Adelaide Oval on Saturday afternoon. We're taking on the Double Blues. See you at the footy. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91